experienced in these blackouts, blackout, stretches of time you can't account for. That's you. That's literally, those are targeted ads, Mason. Because <laughs> you know what my ad says? PRTG Network Latency Monitor, Intuitive, Easy, Simple Setup. And I don't know what that means, but just saying. Oh, here we go. Here's a targeted ad for me. Stranger Things, The Experience. I do love Stranger Things. So this one, My next one I just got is, what Squishmallow are you? <laughs> So, okay, my next one is Lone River Ranch Rita, which makes sense because I do love margaritas. I that's fair. And then I get Stranger Things again, and that's it for a while. Oh, now I've got Casper Mattress, uh, who's actually today's sponsor. Casper, go to sleep. Welcome back, everybody, to another Lost Log. This is your captain speaking, Jose Valle Jr., joined by my most trusted of co-hosts and most trusted of first officers, Mason Schrader. Yeah. I'm doing the Nardwar thing where I ask I ask it like your identity as a question. You know how he does that? He's like, this is Snoop Dogg? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Nardwar. Yeah. Uh, that guy's an enigma. We should do a whole episode on him. I'm just really thrown for a loop because the ad for today's episode is just giving me ads for an am I gay test. <laughs> so, um, look, man, no, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so life is funny, isn't it? So I don't know what weird uh, websites Jose is sending me. It's Thought Catalog, everyone. We're just on Thought I Catalog. I would get an ad. Well, anyway, let's introduce the topic today, Mason. We are doing a creepypasta roundup we've done a lot of creepypasta specific creepypasta uh, lost logs but today we're just going to be taking a look at a couple uh short creepypastas from around the web uh we're reading these directly from thought catalog and we'll of course include a link and we can there the authors will be credited i'm assuming um and yeah so um let's get into it okay Let's do it. Uh, we're going to be switching off here, so I'll read a story, Mason will read a story, and so forth. I think we're going to do five each, Mason, so ten total, and we're just going to okay. be going down this list, okay? Thanks for doing that math for me. Well, um, you're a you're a creative major, so I knew I had to, you know? You're a, you're a creative major. You're yeah. a film major. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Wouldn't that, I mean, okay. Also, for the audio listeners, Mason and I... Once again, we're, we're, we've we've synchronized and we're both wearing flannels. Yeah, we do that too often. Uh, I also just think it's we're just like slowly morphing into becoming the same person. I just told Mason I'm just gonna copy his hairstyle. So yeah, he did. Yeah, just straight up. Yeah, straight up. I just have to keep getting tattoos to outrun Jose. Once Although, I to be fair, once I get met, money, I'm gonna yeah. be right there with you, dude. I do think when we met, you may have had a mustache, and I had a full beard, and now you have a full beard. And, and now you have, I a have a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when we Mason met, was I, like a cherub. He looked a lot when, like a cherub. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It, a cher like a hell cherub. You know that uh, the love god from Gravity Falls? Yeah, that was you. Yeah, that was yeah. me. Uh, I was young when Jose and I met. I was younger than he is now. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. I would have been younger than you when we met. What were you, a junior? Yeah, yeah. So like 22? Yeah, no, like 21. It would have been It would have been before 21. I graduated in 2020. No, I'm saying you would have been 21. Oh, yes, I would have been 21. Or 20 or 21. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. Incredible stuff. Mason met me when I was 18 years old, guys. Mm -hmm. Inappropriate. We should cancel him. He's been grooming me since a young age. 
You were 18. That's not inappropriate. <laughs> um, I was Even 18 if I have and been you were... Worst 20. Worst case scenario, I was manipulating you into a relationship, but that's not something you. that's illegal. It's just not cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah, I'm glad we're back, Mason. I'm glad we're back in the groove, you know? Because yeah. when we, I was listening to the episode where we first came back for the year, the creepypasta, or the Lost Log, and it, it, to be fair, I had just worked a very long shift, and... Um, it didn't feel as energized, but I think we're back in our groove now. I'm feeling you know? good now, yeah. Let's yeah, I also had a spooky. Red Bull, so it's powering oh. me through. I'm sober, so. Yeah, which is weird. Because <laughs> he's an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's get into you it. You gotta do what you gotta do. This first one is called Cottage Weekend, and I'm really gonna <clears throat> bring out my Spooky narrator voice. Yeah, for sure. Rob brings a girl. No, I'm just kidding. Do the TikTok <laughs> voice. Rob brings a girl to our annual cottage weekend. You know that? You know yeah. that TikTok yeah, voice? Yeah. Rob brings a girl to our annual cottage weekend floor for the first time in eight years, rounding out our group to an even six. Initially, we are wary of including someone we didn't quite know. But it isn't too long before she wins us over with her friendly, laid-back personality. And, as a bonus, she brought, with her, salted caramel cupcakes. And after an after-dinner treat that we devour as we sit around the campfire, exchanging the scariest stories we'd ever heard. You go first, new girl, we encourage. Call She's her by her name. Yeah, the fuck? Hey, if you're a friend group and there's a new person there... Call him by their name. Don't be a dick. You're not a sitcom character. What are you doing? Nobody wants to... Nice. Nice, nice. pull. Thanks. Nobody <laughs> wants to be called new girl. Call them their name. Yeah. She shakes her head. I'd actually like to go last, if you don't mind. I want to hear all your stories first. Most of the tales are urban legends. Humans can lick two. Aren't you glad you didn't turn out the light? And I haven't several- even finished Humans Can Lick One. <laughs> Will I get this one if I haven't seen the first? (laughs) And several versions of a young couple meeting an unfortunate fate while trapped in a car at the dead of night. So just our urban legend series. They're just doing that. Then it's her turn. Honestly, stories with blood and gore don't scare me. They're over the top. So implausible that they're more ridiculous than they are frightening. The voice you're giving this girl is annoying. It (laughs) makes me hate her. What's scary to me are the mind fucks. She -hmm. continues, tapping an index finger to her temple. I'm actually going to go get a beer. Does anyone (laughs) want me to grab them anything before whatever the fuck this starts? The mind fucks. Yeah, okay. Can you imagine just like someone comes and they're all like ordinary and you're like, oh, they're pretty chill. And then they're like, what entertains me the most is not... Not not scary ghost, but anarchy. And you're just like... (laughs) Awesome. <laughs> cool. I'm actually thinking of going to sleep. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's 7 p.m. Yeah. I don't know. Just... The unexpected. The unknown. Not ghosts, mind you, or chain-wielding maniacs, but ordinary people like you and I. For example, a stranger spends a weekend at the cottage with her boyfriend and his friends. She says as she holds up her uneaten cupcake and feeds them. Some homemade pastries. And that honestly, was the end. honestly, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's a good story. Like if you're telling scary stories, yes, that's good. I was thinking about because the first time I read it, I was like, I was stupid. I didn't really get that. And then I reread it, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, wait, if I was there, I would be like, what's in the cupcake? Like my mouth full of cupcake. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. no, that's pretty good. Like, if I, I mean, this is a very specific situation, but if I am ever in it, I'm going to try to do it. Yeah, same. The next time I'm around a friend group and I bring, like, a bottle of something, I'll be like, yeah, everybody take a shot. And then I'll be like, you know, isn't it just funny how sometimes you invite a stranger in and you just accept what they offer you without even thinking about it? Although I will say... No, actually, I'll go to jail. (laughs) 
As a man, it's it's less funny to do as a man. And maybe don't do that if you're a guy. If you're a girl, you it's fun and scary. If you're a man, don't do that. That's terrifying. That like in not a fun way, in like a in like a oh way, yeah. Yeah, especially if you look like Jose or I. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mason. Take take it away. There's monsters. Oh, you got to read the title. This one's called Memory Foam. There's monsters under my bed. Jimmy screamed, throwing himself between his startled parents. Mommy wrapped him up while Daddy offered assurances that monsters weren't real. Hang on, real quick. This makes me uncomfortable. Um, I don't like it when kids call their parents, you know, their children, it's fine. But I just never called my mom and dad mommy or daddy. Yeah. It just weirds me out. And especially when I read it in stories because I know they're written by full adults and they're trying to sound like kids by being like, mommy and daddy. And I'm like... Yeah, you, that's weird. Well, that's where I mean, that's where you get lucky that I'm here to 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 bring this child to life, so it doesn't. Did you call your parents mommy and daddy? No. It's weird, right? Yes. Because mommy and daddy are for sexy. Time. Maybe. Be- you know what I mean? Also, no, though. Nah, nah, nah. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, mommy. No. no? Oh, okay. Well, it's just me. Right in if you agree with me. You started. You and got send a picture ther- of yourself. Have you got back to therapy yet? No. Okay. Cool. No, no. Jimmy pleaded with him. Waiting for my deductible to, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Jimmy (laughs) pleaded with him to go make sure. So he, he pulled himself up and plotted down the hall. That was confusing. The daddy and Jimmy are going to look at Mm -hmm. the the monsters. Jimmy's dad went. Yes. Daddy and Jimmy are going. No, 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 just daddy, because mommy wrapped him up while daddy offered assurances. Jimmy pleaded with him to go make sure, so he pulled himself up and plodded ah, down the hall. Dad, just daddy's just going, daddy. okay. All was well until they heard a loud thumping noise, followed by silence. Jimmy's mother decided to check on her husband, leaving Jimmy alone in the dark. Jimmy heard the creaks on the floor and another loud thump. Thump. Then silence. Jimmy lay there, hoping that his imagination was just running wild. He decided to go find out what was going on. Tiptoeing his way across the creaking floorboards, he peeked through the keyhole to see his mother wiping the floor and his father leaned over his bed. Jimmy opened the door slowly. His mother hopped up, hiding her hands behind him. Or behind her back. Sorry. (laughs) Behind him. (laughs) She's like, whoa. Uh, Sorry, so Jimmy opened the door slowly. Her mother hopped up, hiding her hands behind her back. Sorry, she said to him gently. Your father slipped on a toy and tore your bed. He's sewing it back up, and I'm just cleaning up. I'm sorry, what the fuck is he, Edward Scissorhands? How the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) His dad, he's got long nails. His dad finished and walked over to him. Why don't you sleep with us tonight, champ? He said and picked him up. Jimmy fell asleep easily, safely tucked between his parents. Jimmy's parents seemed odd the next day. After dinner, they put him to bed without a word. He realized his bed felt very lumpy and wondered if his father had re-sewn it incorrectly. He went to find his parents. Because <laughs> Jimmy's a fucking expert in sewing up beds? Yes, yeah. Uh, but eventually, he so it was lumpy. The bed was lumpy. Um, he went to the door, but his parents' door was locked. He banged on it, but eventually... Uh, made his way back to his lumpy bed and fell asleep. He questioned his parents the next morning about the bed and the door, and his father sternly replied that he was too old to be afraid of monsters. You're too old to be afraid of monsters. And they would be locking him in his room at night until he had gotten over it. We're going to do child abuse to you. The night was cold, and sleep did not come quickly. Mm. Laying under his blanket, he noticed that even the fan blowing... Even with the fan blowing, something was beginning to smell. He tried to ignore it, but ended up sleeping on the floor. He convinced his parents to check the bed the following morning, but they found no smell or strange lumps. For lying, his father locked Jimmy in his room for the day. Time passed slowly, and by late afternoon, Jimmy was nauseous with hunger, made worse by the potent smell coming from his bed in the afternoon heat. Determined to find the smell, he cut the line of stitching his father had sewn there, and there, surrounded by stuffing, were the decaying but recognizable bodies of his parents. He began to scream at the sight of their rotting skin. He kept screaming until a knock came at the door. Jimmy? 
Are you okay? Came his mother's voice. Then his father's. Remember, Jimmy, there are no monsters under the bed. Because they're in the hall. Because they got out from under the bed. Oh. Because yeah. the monsters are right. his parents. It's Coraline. Yep. But worse. But with but with stank mattresses. But with stanky ass mattresses. Wow. Wow. All right, this next one is called Side B. He set the needle down gently on the black grooved circle and closed the glass top. A crackling hiss came from the speaker system, followed by Beethoven's fifth. Ah, he said, as he poured a glass of wine and sat in his reclining chair. Mine favorite. For the next hour, side A of the record played as the man sank deeper into his chair, reminiscing about the week's events and hoping that side B was just as warm as he remembered it all those years ago. Earlier that day, he had found himself in a tiny mom-and-pop record shop in North Seattle, just poking around looking for gems, as was his Friday custom. He was looking in the classical section when he came across the record now playing on a stereo system. Oh, how he had loved this record as a young boy some 40-plus years ago. He carefully took the record out of its sleeve and examined it, followed by the sleeve and saw the mark. Yes, this was it. This was the record he had given away by accident all those years ago. Hell of a coincidence. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you what, yeah. Of all the record shops in the world, this record walked in a mine, or whatever the, the line is. Mm-hmm. He hugged it close to his chest and proceeded to the checkout line, paid the teenage cashier with two crisp 2040... No, 20... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> paid the teenage cashier with two crisp $20 bills and went home. $40 is a lot of money for a Beethoven record. Uh, especially and, for and an a, old record. Old records used, aren't usually... Yeah, old used, used records are usually not that much. Well, like they are if they're like original presses or something rare, but... Like, <clears throat> but not not for like an old, worn-out Beethoven. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's an original... Pre- <laughs> Maybe it's originally released when Beethoven was around. I don't think that's possible. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know when records no, started. It, no, no, no. But it seems like there was a gap between Beethoven's fifth and the first record. Probably like two or three years, honestly. At least. At least. His thoughts broke as side A ended. He got up slowly, clutching his lower back and stretching as he walked across the now dark room to the record player. With trembling hands full of excitement and fear, he opened the glass on the player, gently removed the record, and flipped it to side B. The man gently set the record down on the player and lowered the needle to the fourth black groove, closed the glass top, and sat back in his chair as that familiar crackling hiss came from his speakers. Muffled screams emanated from the speakers this time, along with the second voice. Now, now, calm down. I don't want to hurt you. I just want to have a little fun, said the calm, comforting male voice. A muffled shriek followed by cries of pain echoed from the speakers and through the house. Shh, shh, shh. It's just a little fire. Nothing to worry about. As the screams and shrieks continued, the man eased back into his chair, sipped his wine, and smiled. So the record was a. There was a murder on the record. Yeah, it was his murder on the record. I think. Oh, it was his. I think so. Okay. <sighs> How did he record a murder on a record? This. Uh, you can't you just can. do that. You can. You can. Not that easily. Uh you can. I. I am not arguing that you can. I'm, I'm just sure, saying it's if so he's difficult. a killer. He probably figured out how to do this if he loves records so much. You know what I mean? It's well, it's not about recording it on the. Re- it's about recording it and then you transfer it onto the record. I, yeah, I understand. I'm just so saying. I just think you did that. I don't well, fucking it's, it's know. It's a Man, lot of work. I'm just pasta. saying it's a lot of work. Okay, whatever. It's a, a spooky strange- oh. fettuccine. Sure. A strange thing that happened on a trip to Greece. It's Mamma Mia. <laughs> not Mama a great- Mia. Here we go again. My, 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 
How can I resist you? My fiance and I arrived on the island of Berlini mm. on the last ferry from the mainland. By the time we got to our cabin, it was very dark and an intense storm rolled in, drenching us with rain. I'm doing ambient noise now. That was now. good. Yeah, thanks. I paid the taxi driver who drove us up to the mountainside and ran back into the cabin to see my fiance setting up in a large chair in the main room. The place was larger than I thought, and it had some interesting works of art in the back of the fireplace. The largest. No, by the fireplace. Not in the fireplace. The place was larger than I thought. <laughs> oh well, I was a creepy pasta. I just oh, I, the okay. place was the place was larger than I thought, and it had some interesting works of art in the back by the fireplace. The largest being a man riding a smallish horse. <laughs> I understand what they're saying, but I imagine it's a man on a horse so small that his feet still touch the ground. Yeah, yeah. like his knees are bent and he's just yeah. on a horse. That, that cracks me up. I like that. I sank into the chair and fell asleep with my fiance Ariana, for about half an hour. A clap of thunder woke me up, but Ariana was already awake and staring at the statue Grande? with a look of. Uh, no, it's all right. I'm sorry. Vente. That's a joke. Vente. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Ariana was already awake and staring at the statue with a look of pure terror, not making a sound. Uh, from where we sat, the head of the man on the horse was starting was staring directly at us. The horse and part of the torso of the man appeared to be bronze, but his head seemed crafted from other materials. It looked too real. I got up and studied the thing more closely. Its marble eyeballs reflected the light in such a way that it appeared to be alive. Ariana got up and stood behind me holding one of her large scarfs in her hand. She whispered in my ear, Put this over its head. It's just horrible. I put the scarf gently over the head of the weird horse rider, and once I did, screams emanated from the walls. Long, drawn-out drones, and almost backward-sounding demonic gargling <laughs> accompanied <laughs> the initial wailing. Ariana put her hands over her ears and also began screaming and had a wild look in her eyes. I grabbed the scarf off the man's head. Then, Ariana next... And headed outside. I grabbed the scarf off her. <laughs> off, I grabbed the scarf off the man's head. Ariana. Then Ariana next and headed outside. We eventually fell asleep in the rain underneath a tree until morning. When I went back inside the cabin in daylight, the statue had no man riding it, just a small bronze horse. Horse. Hmm. Spooky stuff. So it was, the, it was, a, it was a little demon man, I guess. I guess. Hmm. Wow. Um, this next one is called The Itch. <clears throat> I've had that. What'd you say? What? What did you say? I've had that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Uh. <laughs> You're nothing if not persistent, Mason. Yeah. I'm doing finger guns. Yeah. Great for an audio medium, by the way. Oh, now he's pinching his nipples. Nice. Oh, now he's like, now he's like, hmm, doing that, like putting his fingers up to his jaw, like a like a V. Yeah. I love how you said now he's doing this thing, and then did a non-verbal <laughs> description yeah. of it. That was probably that was good. Thanks. This this one's called the itch. Mason's felt that before. He said, "I can feel it again. I can feel the pervasive crawling itch." The kind of itch everyone gets from time to time. The kind of itch that causes an instinctive scratch with no conscious thought driving the motion. Pure reflex. A dig with the fingernails and the okay, itch Okay, I is don't relieved. like that this is making me itchy. Yeah, low-key, huh? Yeah. The back yeah. of my head is itchy now. Yes. And looking at the spot after scratching shows nothing. Unblemished skin and slowly developing red streaks where the nails have been dragged. But I don't scratch. I don't scratch. I don't scratch because last week I looked at an itch just before scratching. I looked and I saw something. Something small, something black, something with legs and hairs and pincers and mandibles. 
and I couldn't stop the reflex. I couldn't stop my hand reaching for my leg. I couldn't stop my nails digging in. I couldn't stop that thing from climbing in through my damaged skin, from disappearing into my flesh. I can feel the itch again. I can feel it. And this time, it's different. This time, the itch is coming from the inside. The itch is coming from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house. Okay, honestly, fuck that shit. That was bothersome. That was troublesome to me. Very, very descriptive. I'll I give don't like that. it. I'm uh, itchy. I'm I mean, really this itchy. is just a new tattoo, but it itches and... Ugh. I don't like that. You got me. I don't like bugs, and I don't like bugs in my skin. One of my things that scared me the most as a kid was the the mummy, uh, the the bit with the scarabs that like mm. go into their skin and that you can see. Yeah. It. yeah, fucked me up, man. Yeah, yeah. No bueno. Six oh five p.m. Uh, no, it's I... not. Six twenty two. Six oh five p.m. Got him. I hand him the envelope as soon as I've closed the passenger door. No comment for that one? We good? I'm allowed yeah, to read? Yeah. Okay, great. Awesome. Cool. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Hmm. Count it. It's all there. He raises an eyebrow. Good morning to you, too. The stack of bills is counted in no time, which doesn't surprise me. He's probably done this several times before. I've done A this slight... several times before. <laughs> A slight nod of his head indicates it's the correct amount. Dude, I gotta ask you. Are you 100% sure you want to do this? Yes. My mind is made up. I can't live with her anymore. She's cold, demanding, and controlling, but I can't leave her. I can't leave her either because I'll lose everything if I do. I'd rather burn in hell. He raises a hand. All right, all right, I got you. I just want to make sure because once it's done, it can't be undone. I'm aware of this. And you can't do it, and you can't do this yourself. I told you I've tried, but I keep losing my nerve. He shrugs. Okay, then, let's go through this once more. Dinner's at 6 sharp. I ring the doorbell at 6.05, then one clean shot to the head, execution style. Yes, please. Quick and hopefully painless. Thy will be done, he says, and we shake hands. My wife and I are eating dinner, accompanied by our usual sly, silent tension. Eyes on our plates instead of each other. I'm surprisingly calm, not even flinching when the doorbell rings. As she pushes back her chair to get up, I stop her with an outstretched palm. It's okay. A quick glance at my wristwatch tells me it's 6.05 p.m. I'll get it. Because mm, you thought he was... That's very good. You thought he wanted him to kill her, but actually, he wanted him to kill him. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that's a cool way to do that's, it. Yeah, because... Yeah, uh, yeah, because sometimes you want to die, but you're like, ooh, I don't know if I could do it to myself, actually. Yeah, very yeah. good. <sighs> Life sucks, and then you die. That's always been my motto. It cheers me up when I'm feeling down. I mean, life is shit for everyone. Yeah, puts everything in a perspective. Keeps me from doing myself in. I've been told that my cynicism drives people away, but I couldn't care less. I know they suffer just as much as I do, and I hate being around people who are dishonest with themselves. Anyway, yeah, that's been my motto. I liked saying it. People would tell me their problems. I'd try to cheer them up with, hey man, life sucks and then you die, so try to make the most of it. But no one ever really saw it from my perspective. They thought I was being insensitive and telling them to harden the fuck up. Oh well, what are you going to do? If they misunderstand me, that's their own problem. This is all irrelevant. However, the reason I'm talking about my motto is because I've just now learned that I was wrong. So completely wrong. Kind of sucks that it took getting hit by a car and smeared across the asphalt to learn the truth. Life sucks. And then you wait. And I've been waiting an awful long time. He's a ghost! I think he's a dying man. Oh. No, 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 I think he's a ghost. I think he's a dying man. No, because he says, getting hit by a car and smeared across the asphalt to learn the truth. So I think he's dead. I think he's dead for sure. And life sucks, then you wait. I think he's like, like he's in purgatory. Dying. I think he's dying on the road, and it's like, well, oh, you're fuck, an atheist. It hurts that's so why. Much, but I'm not dead yet. That's not. Uh, no, no, no. See, I believe, in, I believe in 
No, no, but I think it's, I believe in a purgatory, so I think it's like he's stuck waiting to move on. I think this is just the last thoughts of a dying man. But then that wouldn't be fun, Mason. God, dude. I think it is fun. Imagine that you live your life by that motto and now you're- Go hang out with Seth MacFarlane, you atheist. I I don't (laughs) even make atheism a thing about myself. It's like your whole personality, Mason. It's not. Fucking annoying, dude. I like to joke about (laughs) the Catholic Church, but that's because they're pedophiles. Oh, yeah? Name one time. Have you seen? They made a Oscar and Academy Award winning movie about it had how, Mark Ruffalo in it. How good can it be? Pretty good. He's pretty good. I'm just kidding. I actually really like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Who else was in that? Was Sean Penn in that? Maybe. I don't I know. Like Sean Penn I only saw much. it once and I was like, oof. Yeah. Look, my priest never touched me. Okay, so I think it's all low to BS. Okay, let's get into this. You believe in ACAB? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. No further <laughs> questions. <laughs> let's get into this next one then, Mason. Eternal damnation. I didn't even fight the charges. I admitted to the murders and even made sure I commented. Uh, fuck. And even made sure I committed them in a state where the death penalty is in effect. Me, literally me, anyway. <laughs> why why run the risk of a painful death in prison when you can have the state put you down quick on their dime? This is true. There's a bit of irony in the death sentence. I was guilty. I was sentenced guilty, to death. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And I was happy. They took me into the execution chamber... I didn't know if they still called it that, but I'd been thinking and hoping for a while that that would be my final sight. It was clean and sterile. White tile walls and floors to enhance that notion. It's just a millennial home, you know? You know how that's how new homes are? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As they strapped me onto the slab... That was an architecture joke. It was an interior design joke for all the interior design heads out there. You're represented on this podcast. As they strapped me onto the slab, I looked at the window across from me and saw only myself, the doctor, and the executioner. One-way mirror, I guessed. I was hoping to see the families all together one more time since the trial, but I guess I could settle for them seeing me. Straps tightened and... Yeah, he does suck. Straps tightened and they stuck in the, the needle in. They asked me if I had any last words. It's been fun. I scanned across the window. I'll see your kids soon. Oh. Oh. Canister 1 emptied its contents into my bloodstream. Supposed to be sodium theopentol to drop me unconscious. They must have missed up the dosage, though, because I only got drowsy before the next injection. Pancronium bromide. Uh, to cause the paralysis. <laughs> Uh, now that one they got right. I froze in place, taking only the shallowest of breaths. Then was supposed to come the potassium chloride to stop the heart. But I don't know what they injected me with instead. A burning pain flooded through my body, from my arm to my heart to everywhere else in an instant. I felt fire behind my eyes and in my gut. I would have screamed in agony if it had not been for the paralytic. A minute of this goes by that felt like a hundred, but I heard my heart rate monitor flatline. I was legally dead, but I sure as hell didn't feel like it. They unstrapped me, threw me on a gurney, and rolled me into the morgue, burning from the inside out. There, they slapped me carelessly on a slab and locked me in a refrigeration cell. Now, with my skin freezing and my insides boiling, I'm wishing I fought for life imprisonment. Or that one of the families had shot me dead in the courthouse. Please, God, just let me take back what I've done. Because I've been in here for a few weeks now, and I'm just praying they do the autopsy before I'm buried in this hell. Mm. I think he would have dehydrated. Yeah, he's obviously not alive. I yeah. think he's burning in in his own form of hell. But he's That's thinking a- like, oh, I'm alive, dude. But, you know. That's kind of a lame hell. 
Wait, it's, it's eternal pain. What do you mean? It's eternal damnation. It's just kind of lame. Hey, when we get to hell, we're going to change things up. I'll tell you that right now. I'm just saying... I'm just saying this. Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not saying that we can do a better job than the devil. But let's just mm. say when we get down there, me and Mason are going to be palling it up with all loose for himself, and we're going to be making changes. So by the time you guys get down there, it'll be pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be agree. for sure like fondue stations. Mm. Um, and we'll just make sure that Satan's punishing like the bad guys, like the rapists and the rich people. But like uh, those of us who like just did fun sins, we'll, we'll be having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. This next one is called, hey, mister, can we have our ball back? <laughs> no. Oh. They've done it again. Those damn kids have trampled my azaleas. This is either you or me as old men. Yeah. Just like they trampled my lavender yesterday and my peonies the day before that. Peonies. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm not white. And my peonies the day before that. Fair. That's a fair <laughs> response to that. <laughs> I know how they got. I know how they get into my garden. The fence is high, but there's a notch on one of the panels that they use as a foothold. I've seen them from my kitchen. Watch them as they swing their skinny legs over the top of the fence and drop down into the far corner, right behind my marigolds. They stomp their way through my flowers to the missing ball, destroying the delicate little things without a second thought. They even scuff up the sides of my shed as they scramble their way out again. I hate who they've made me become. Some crotchety old man standing in his porch waving his cane. Hey, you kids, get off my lawn. The thing is, if they asked me, I would get their ball for them. I don't have a problem with them playing their games. Hell, when I was a kid... I'm doing a podcast here, Zuko. Can you please stop? Hell, when I was a kid, I went through more than my fair share of lost balls and frisbees and even the odd bat or two. I know what it's like to be their age. I know that they can't help it when they lose their ball, but I also know that trespassing is wrong. My garden is my space, my property. They have no right to be there. So far, I agree with this man. Yeah, no, I'm on his side. If they would just listen to me, this wouldn't be an issue. But no. Every time they kick their ball a little too hard and it goes sailing over my fence, they're chasing straight after it before I can stop them. None of them pay me any attention when I tell them, No, goddammit, don't go into my garden. Since the kids wouldn't listen to me, I went to talk to their mothers. I was calm, collected, explained that I didn't want the kids to go romping through my yard any time they felt like it. I was reasonable. But every single mother told me the same fucking thing. Boys will be boys. This was Donald Trump's mother. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if their parents aren't prepared to do anything about it, then I will. The next time one of those kids comes climbing over the fence... There'll be something waiting for them. I set up the bear trap this morning. Its sharp steel jaws nestled right between my marigolds. Those kids are going to learn a lesson about respecting other people's property. I can hear them playing on the street outside now. From their shouts, it sounds like baseball. Good. Not too long to wait. They radicalized this old man, you know? You know, I would say fair. I would also say fair. Because just ask. Just be like, hey, man. Although, also, gee, this old man, put up a net. Call the police. No, put up a net, just like on the fence that makes it higher. Oh, yeah. So then just the ball doesn't go in your yard. But Mason, then he doesn't get to fucking (laughs) maim these kids because he... Clearly was just waiting for the slightest excuse to be able to do it. He said he talked to the parents next uh, to the net. Yeah, but a normal person isn't like, oh, okay, right away, bear trap. I guess. You 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 build up to the bear trap. You start with like sprinklers, you know, like water. Then you start with like, then you go for like tar and feathering, and then you go for like, 
they're getting their foot caught in a rope and it slings them up, you know? What about a net? Sure, you shoot a net at them and it catches them. Like it's Scooby-Doo. Yeah, actually, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The bank robber. The bank I work at was robbed again last night. It's been hit three times this month and we've and we're sure it's the same person. Every single time the guy has vanished without a trace. Trace. It's almost as if he completely disappears. There's no way he should be able to get away so quickly without leaving any evidence. Last night, when the robbery happened, I looked him in the eye for the first time. Why do you keep doing this? I asked. Searching his dark eyes for an answer, he stared at me coldly from behind his ski mask and replied, A man's gotta eat. Um, I've thought about it long and hard, and I've made up my mind. I'm never going back to work at that blood bank again. (laughs) He was a fucking vampire! (laughs) That's great. That's really good. That's a fun one. I like that. That was good. Wow. These have actually been pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Kudos to Thought Catalog in assembling this list. They've done a fantastic job. Yes, they absolutely um, have. Wow, that was fun. I really like that. Oh, Short. wait, hold on. Can I can I try this again one more time? Yeah. I asked him, why do you do this? I asked him, searching his dark eyes for an answer. He stared at me coldly from behind his ski mask and replied, a man's got to eat. I've thought about it long and hard. But I've made up my mind. I'm never going to back to work at that sperm bank again. I knew it. I yeah. knew that it was coming. I knew that it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good shit, man. Man. Mm-hmm. I keep getting yeah. a lot of ads recently uh, to go donate sperm uh, yeah. for money. And um, I do need the money, but I don't know if I want uh, – I don't know if I want little Jose's running around uh, – that I won't know, you know? I just can't. My seed is too valuable, Mason. Let's do 12. Okay, can, Let's do just, 12. Just for, okay. just for the yeah, fucking fine. hell of it. All right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got another one right here. It's called the Lady Mason. Nice bracelet. Charlotte startles at the rotund. Sorry, sorry. What did you just say? Nice bracelet. After that? Charlotte? You said Charlotte. Yeah, it's a thing. I say that. I don't you know. You said Charlotte. Charlotte. I do say Charlotte. Um, because English is my second language, you fucking asshole. It's one of those words that I never... Fuck you, you're fluent in English. <laughs> I get to make fun of you for saying that. No, you're no, no, not... but, but, but genuinely, it's one of those words that when I learned English, and English, I never like... It's that, and like sometimes I fuck up a, a de- de- decision, you know? But uh, usually CH words kind of trip me up, because in Spanish you would say it as like, Charlotte. Like ch, you know? Uh-huh. I don't know. Nice bracelet. Charlotte startles at the rotund middle-aged woman who suddenly appears next to her in the lobby, glancing briefly at her wrist. Charlotte says her thing, says she pushes the call button for the elevator. So I've noticed that you're new to the building. We live on the same floor. So you moving in last week, says the lady. Sometimes I even see you leaving for work in the mornings. He always looks so put together. Thanks. As the elevator pings open, Charlotte notices that the lady has a slight limp. Do you mind me asking where you work? Charlotte holds back a loud sigh as she punches the button for the 13th floor. An advertising agency? I am feeling Charlotte right now. There's nothing I hate Mm -hmm. more than when my neighbors try to talk to me when I'm on my way up. And I'm yeah. just like, guys, come on, please. Especially when it's with my dog who, like, is going to freak out anyway because it's right. a person. And they're yeah. like, hey, how's it going? Oh, what kind of – and I'm like, please, no. Just let me through. God, not, please. Not right now. I don't feel like this today. Yeah. Or when I come home from, like, work and I'm visibly fucking beat and they're like, hey, I saw you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <sighs> great. Here we go. I get that. Charlotte holds back a loud – oh, I said that. Wow, that sounds so glamorous. Gesturing at her leg, the lady adds, Unfortunately, I'm on disability, so I don't get out much. Sorry to hear that. As soon as the doors open, Charlotte exits the elevator at motor speed. Well, it was nice talking to you. I guess I'll see you. But the lady is at her side with her hand on Charlotte's forearm. That really is a nice bracelet. Do you mind if I try it on? Before Charlotte can fully protest... The bracelet is off her wrist and onto the ladies. 
Several moments tick by before Charlotte says, Well, I've got to get going, so, oh, oh, of course, says the lady. It's a Friday night, so you're young and beautiful. She probably have fun plans tonight, she gestures to the bracelet. Thank you so much. It was nice to finally meet you. The lady retreats down the hall as Charlotte looks down at her bare wrist, sighs and heads to her own apartment. Charlotte wakes up the next morning with her bed feeling smaller than usual. As she sits up rubbing her eyes, she can feel the weight of her bracelet on her arm. But the, with a glance at her wrist, the bracelet is there. All right, but the char- chubby arm it adorns most certainly isn't hers. But I thought... Now fully alert, a quick scan of her surrounding tells Charlotte that she isn't in her own apartment. As she vaults out of bed and heads toward the full-length mirror across the room, the limp limiting her gait tells her exactly what she already knows. Cause it's Freaky Friday. I miss Chris Brown's body. She did pull the Freaky Friday. That's a problem because now you're now you're you're an abuser. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I've, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is indeed. Um yeah, wow. I didn't like that one that much, honestly. It was fine. I guess she was a witch, the lady or I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I don't like the voice I gave her, but then I was too far into it, so I just had to keep doing it. It happens. Yeah. This one's called Secondhand Death. Ooh, that's a good like. It's a good band thrift. name. Thrift. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Good band name, but like a good thrift store, too. Secondhand Death. Mm, yeah, that's mm. also. Yeah, you're right. The or a mortuary. Yeah. Connected to a thrift store. Secondhand Death. Sure. Nice. The smoke had never bothered Jake when the 58 Or like Impala. a bourbon. It's a good name for a lot of stuff. Anyway, so. When the 58 Impala went up. <laughs> uh, the smoke never bothered Jake when the 58 Impala went up on auction, on the auction block. He knew he had mm. to have it. Driving the car of bombshell Brenda Jean Russell, dead almost 60 years now, would solidify his bad boy I. Iconolist image? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Bad boy Iconolist image. Sure, people said it was haunted. She died inside it. Heart failure. And her just 28. Heart failure and her just 28. She smoked since she was 14 and they found her gold-plated cigarette holder still between her fingers. The cigarette burned down to ashes. Brenda Jean's pale corpse reclined on the seat, wrapped in a mink that could no longer warm her. Mm. Jake smelled it from time to time, the ghostly whiff of cigarette smoke. His own career was taking off, and he liked to think the drift of invisible smoke was good luck. Someday he'd be as big as Brenda Jean. Mm. Uh, But hopefully his wouldn't have an unhappy ending. Without the loneliness of a star that shone too brightly too soon. Uh, The smoke had never bothered him until that morning in the doctor's office. The pain in his chest and a persistent cough had grown too troublesome to ignore, and he agreed to Tess. Now he knew the truth. He left the office and slid behind the wheel of the Impala. The road and the landscape seemed unreal. Trees blurred by, the setting sun stained the sky a surreal coral. A deer stood on the shoulder and watched him, its eyes big and black, startling clear as he drove by. Jake slammed on the brakes. You did this, he shouted. He twisted around, glaring at the empty interior of the car. This was your fault. You did this to me. The wind tore at his jacket as he climbed out of the car. He opened his pocket knife and stabbed the driver's seat repeatedly, tearing up the upholstery and and releasing stuffing and springs. You did this, he screamed again at the staccato... Oh, sorry. He screamed again, but a staccato barking coughs distorted the words. He fell to his knees, tears blurring his eyes. I just want some company, came a soft silvery voice. He looked up, but no one was there. Jake knelt for a time, the cold seeping into his bones. His chest ached. When he finally rose, it was to siphon gas out of the tank and into a jerry can. He doused the seats of the floor mat. He lit the Impala up with matches from the roadside emergency kit. There was a whoosh and a flare of fire that signaled his eyebrow or that singed his eyebrows. Jake staggered back, coughing. 
A pale hand slammed against the driver's window. Dark eyes bored into his. The window shattered. Not from heat, Jake thought. It had only been a minute. Cold fingers reached around his neck and dragged him forward. He tried to fight, but his strength fled in another coughing fit. His nostrils filled with black smoke, raw and, ass and acrid. He tried to breathe, but his lungs were on fire. Smoke inhalation read the cause of, on his death certificate. Mmm. Mmm, yeah. The ghost got him. The ghost got him. He got got by the ghost. He got got by the ghost. He got got go. You got ghost got. He got ghost got. Um... Oh, uh, here's a fun. I, I didn't tell this on the uh, podcast, but I met the uh, Ghost Adventures crew for all our yeah. listeners. I met Zach Bagans himself. Came into my job, and he was like, what's up, man? And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was like, not bad. What about you? And I was like, yeah, you know, just working. And then he was like, cool. And then he went inside. So we're pretty much best friends. He's gonna be on the podcast. He's gonna be on the soon. podcast pretty soon. My, yeah. my all my coworkers were like, "You should, you should ask him." And I was like, "Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> like, do you guys want me to get fired? Is that is that, is that what's happening right now?" <laughs> uh, one of my actually one up. Uh, well, okay, I'll tell you this: we are on their radar because one of my coworkers told one of the guys. He's one of the new guys. I don't watch the show anymore. Told Billy, I think. He's like, mm -hmm. my buddy has a podcast. It's called Captain's Log. And they talk about this kind of stuff. And then when I walked up, he's like, "You're the one with the podcast." And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, oh, "That's cool, man." Hell yeah. So he'll never think of it again. He probably already forgot it. Hi, Zach. Hello, Zach Bagans, Mr. Bagans, sir. Mr. Bagans. Okay, well, that, well, then that's it. That's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, this was a fun one, honestly. Just nice, breezy. Yeah. Uh, Lost Log. Beautiful. Who, who knows how long it'll be. I don't even know if this is going to clear an hour. Um, but, yeah, I just want to say thank you, all of you, for listening. We'll, we'll be back next week with a continuation of... The Church of the Lamb of God, which is gearing up. Um, and then we will see where we go from there. Um, I just want to say shout out to our listeners in uh, the UK. I know we've shouted you guys out before, but whoever's out there, you're being consistent. So shout out to you. And also in the US, shout out to our listeners from, uh, I think it was Georgia or New York that we got some pretty good downloads from. So thanks. We really appreciate it, guys. Shout out to our listeners in Suriname. Hell yeah. Um, I know where your country is because it shows me on the, on the map. Thank you for listening. Uh, and also to the listeners in Thailand. Thank you. Hell yeah. And to the other two in Australia. Thanks. But as always, yeah, guys, thanks for supporting us and thanks for buying our merch. I know a couple of you got some merch, so appreciate that. And always if be on the lookout for sales. T Public does them all the time and they always want us to give you guys the heads up. So follow our Instagram, our TikTok, and our Twitter to stay up to date. Uh, Twitter is where I always post show updates and TikTok is where we're posting some show clips and Instagram is where we post all our pictures and stuff. And it's very fun. Anyway, all right. We, we hope you guys had a good one. Stay safe. Uh, and we will see you guys soon for a, a fun little episode again. Yeah. Have a good night. Be safe. And get your W-2s because tax season is coming up. And I say that's more of a reminder for me because I got to get that. So. Yeah, same. Scariest time of the year, guys. Yeah. All righty. Bye. Bye. Yeah.